Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome inside Hour 3, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And I'll tell you, 
Uh, the Lakers beat the Rockets tonight, 112-102, and we're going to have more on that as we go on, more on what's next for Giannis and the Bucks as they shockingly go home. I, I mean, shocking to most people, but, you know, I picked the Heat to go to the final, so, you know, not to <laughs> me. But uh, we're going to play the final call of the Lakers-Rockets game for you, and it's going to sound like your normal, hey, here it is, Lakers win, two games to one lead. But just the game within a game within a game that went on, with the Lakers players in the final second. So listen to the final seconds tick off, and then we'll tell you exactly what was going on on the floor as the clock ticked down to zero. Go ahead. And LeBron James and the Lakers are going to win game three. LeBron goes for 36. Davis, 26 points. They combine for 62 tonight. So TNT on the call there. Okay, what was going on? Well, the Lakers were dribbling out the final seconds on the clock because it was up 10 and the Rockets weren't going to foul. But there was so much more drama going on than just that. Now, you've seen this many times in the NBA. When a team is winning and they're not going to take a shot at the end of the game, how many times have you seen the point guard or the player with the basketball when there's a one or two second difference between the shot clock and the game clock try to pass it to a teammate because I don't want that end of game turnover uh, shot clock violation to go on my record because that affects my stats. It could affect my <laughs> next contract. You know, how many times do you see that? Because, uh, look, that if, if you're on a good team and you suddenly have an extra turnover every game and you have an extra 30 turnovers in a year. Whoa, wait, wait, you have a lot of turnovers. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So nobody wants it. So you see that all the time. Guys with one second left look to pass it to somebody. So, but this is the playoffs where it really doesn't matter, but it really matters to the Lakers. So Anthony Davis is bringing the ball across half court and he's dribbling out the clock. And, and, and watching this whole thing unfold, you see Kyle Kuzma, who comes across half court. You know, the game's over there, 17, 16, 15 seconds. Kyle Kuzma looks up, and you can tell he's looking at the scoreboard. He sees the shot clock, and he sees, a, oh, wait a minute, there's like a one- or two-second differential. He walks back across half court so no one can pass him the ball. So he doesn't have to be a guy hey, that he didn't have a turnover his- on his sheet tonight. Yeah. He didn't want to have yeah. that first one. No. So he's like, listen, I'm not going to be standing near AD when, uh, he, when he's got to pass the ball to somebody. So, so there's that. So the clock is ticking down, and then you kind of see Rondo walk by him, and it looks like he shakes his hands at him like, don't pass it to me. Right? It was a really weird thing. He's saying, hey, don't pass it to me. Like he, walks, he walks by to get a high five from Kuzma and everything. And he walks by, he like shakes his hand, and like AD wasn't going to disrespect him by passing him the ball with two seconds left to go. <laughs> so instead, because KCP walks, walks a couple feet behind Rondo and stands there, Davis throws him the ball with two seconds left on the shot clock. So Caldwell Pope gets the end-of-game turnover. And the look on his face is like, oh, come on, man, really? I mean, oh, man. But that, there's your game within a game within a game. Kuzma sees the difference on the shot clock, walks across half court. You can't pass it to me. Rondo's going, dude, come on, man. You're 17 points, nine assists in 30 minutes. Come on, man. No, no, no. No way. No way, no way. You don't give me the ball here. Give me this turnover. It's okay. Well, KCP, go ahead. You're a clutch guy. Here you go. Hey, you take this ball and take the turnover. And KCP just holds it like, okay, what am I going to do here? I got to wear this. I, I, I got to wear it. I mean, that was that's such a fun game within a game within a game moment where even in the playoffs where they don't really count stats when it comes to contracts and everything else. No, I still am not going to take the turnover. Anthony Davis who is not going to see one penny less no matter how many turns. He could turn the ball over ten times every game. He's still going to get the same contract after this year
here. It doesn't matter. I still don't want the turnover, and I'm still going to give it to KCP. Now, in the box score, KCP has not been hit with the turnover as of yet. I have to wonder if there isn't something in the, you know, kangaroo court, like a little betting pool of uh, who's the last one to have possession of the ball or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe, maybe there's something to be, be said there. But, yeah, de- definitely you, you didn't want to have possession at the as the clock struck. But with .2 seconds left, shot clock violation by the Lakers. Point two seconds. I love it. Uh, Can't just take the 10-point victory and move on. Got to have a little bit of chaos and tomfoolery at the end. But fantastic game. LeBron James, all-worldly. Looked like he wanted to... uh, well, he strong-armed the referees all night, too. So there's that that game within the game, if you want to go that route. There's a whole other thing going on there. It's like, I don't really think that ball was on uh, off of us. He was almost doing the Obi-Wan Kenobi. These are not the droids you're looking for. That ball did not hit my teammate. Okay, that ball did not hit your teammate. All night long, <laughs> up and down. <laughs> That's just so much fun. I, <laughs> I'm so paranoid about getting that turnover, so you're, you're going to get it instead. That's just so awesome. But look, I get Rondo because th- this was his game. As much as you want to talk about how great LeBron has been, you know, look, we take how great LeBron is for granted, and, and we sure. expect him to be this guy in the playoffs. And clearly, he knows about load maintenance for his whole body. He wants to you know, preserve and, and keep his prime going as long as possible. And this is what he's saving his body for okay games like tonight but would that have been enough no without what they got out of rondo and kuzma tonight forget it it's it's not happening rondo this is the second game in a row that the lakers have said wait a minute maybe our bench is figuring it out now Maybe we're figuring, you know, with, with the combination of playoff Rondo and Kuzma, it doesn't need to be every game. They don't need to, they don't need to sit here and go, hey, you guys got to give us at least 15 a night uh, every game. But, you know, three times a series, you know, in, in three out of seven games, you got to really give us something off the bench. This is one of those mental games where you feel awesome if you are the Lakers because you have now won your second game exactly how you're designed to win with LeBron and AD dominating, and you've gotten two great games off the, gotten great games off the bench from multiple players. That's exactly how you want to win, and you are feeling great. And if you're the Rockets, you're saying, this is our second game in a row that we couldn't figure it out, and it's not like we played terrible. We didn't take enough threes. We only took 30 threes tonight. That's like our season low. I don't know how you feel good if you're the Rockets going into game four. I mean, listen, Kendall change in 36 hours, sure, but right now, this is where the mental aspect of both teams are. Well, sure. And when you look at having a guy like Rondo, and and we joke about it, and right now he's all the rage across social media and everybody, playoff Rondo, the guy that everybody hated and said, why are we keeping, why do we keep giving this guy minutes? Well, for nights like tonight, when you know how to play in the playoffs, you know when you can be an agitator, you know the rules of engagement are different in the playoffs, and you're going to have opportunities like tonight where. As the, the Rockets took the ball to the hole, and we've seen this throughout the playoffs, Jason. I mean, a lot of fouls on jump shooters, but you guys want to beat the hell out of each other in the low post? Have at, have at it. We're not going to call all of it because we can't because we're going to really grind it down forever. I mean, Lakers 
but as a team only called for 15 total fouls tonight. Uh, conversely, 18 for the Rockets. But you had a lot of drives to the lane and Rondo being physical, Rondo being aggressive, and on the offensive end, he was fantastic. You know, big guys took their posts and, and he moved the ball around. And this is what you were wondering uh, as the, the playoffs got underway with Avery Bradley opting out and, and some of the issues they've had, including the Rondo injury coming in, was, all right, how much of a detriment is this? And then if you're able to get 30 minutes out of him, not looking for this kind of bomb, bombing you know, aspect of 21 points coming off the bench, because you're not expecting that. But if you're going to get 30 minutes and he's going to be able to frustrate the hell out of Westbrook, which he did, in the second half, then, you know, you, you've won and, and really changed things up because they shot well in the first half, and you saw the Lakers' defense change things up in the second half, holding them to about 33% from the field. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, uh, live again from the Geico Studios. Now, here's the one thing if I'm the Rockets, okay, because after game two, I said, okay, you need to have the the – basketball intervention with Russell Westbrook and say, dude, you can't just do whatever the hell you want to at the end of games. Right? You can't do it. You can't just <laughs> dribble around and take all the shots and, 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 and try to just dump the ball off when, when you realize you're cut off by three defenders. You can't do it. And obviously that worked because, look, Russell Westbrook had a pretty decent game again tonight. And again, he had more shot attempts than James Harden. That is not going to win games for the Houston Rockets. This is the point where if you're the Rockets, right? It's not like, look, you can't tell me Harden played poor bad. Look, the guy still, he was close to a triple-double. He still scored 33 points. But this is where you have to say, okay, you know what, James? This is the, the next game. The next couple of games is where you got to go for 45 and 50. That's the, ty- that's the type of performance we need out of you now. You need to be consistently aggressive, take 35 shots, and you have to carry us. Just like, just like we say with LeBron when it comes to it for the Lakers. Look, hey, LeBron, there's got to be games where LeBron takes over, right? Your best players have to have those selfish games where get on my back and just, you know, I'm not going to really pass a lot tonight, but I, I, tonight I need to score 50. And this has got to be that night. That's what the Rockets need out of James Harden. It's got to be, okay, these next couple of games have to be your best games. you got to shoot it 30, 35 times. you got to score 45 or 50 points, and everybody else is going to follow you. That's what we need out of you. We need you to impact the game more where you become the most dangerous player on the court, and then maybe the offense falls in on your side, especially now we don't know what Covington's status is going to be. He took an elbow or took a shoulder to the face uh, late in the fourth quarter, a complete accident. It, it was an accidental play with Anthony Davis. Uh, but you don't know what his status is going to be. He's a big piece missing. This, If you are the Rockets, it's, it's James, you have to take over now. These are the kind of games we need from you or we're going home. At least that's what I would say because, you know, I picked the Rockets to go to the finals. So yeah, I know. If what what if I were here, to tell you? Yeah. What if I were to tell you in the fourth quarter, how many shots do you think James Harden took in the fourth quarter? Oh, I didn't see him shoot up. Maybe two, three? He was one of four. Oh, Wow. Wow. One of four, a three-point shot, two missed uh, at the arc, or I should say at the uh, inside the free throw line. Uh, you know the extended, the the extended area there, uh, and then one from probably about thirty-five feet. So we'll we'll excise that one just because well chucking, 
So just say one for three in terms of actual shots that he attempted. He was three of seven for the half. That, that Taking seven shots in the second half, that ain't going to get it done. No. To your no, point. Look, I mean, he, he's if he's only taking seven shots, I, I might as well just throw the damn towel and be done with it. <laughs> Sorry, it was a rocky marathon on no, last night. No, it's fine. You know? It's fine. No, you, look, you know, look that, that's what it is. He, there's got to be games where your best player has a game like that, has a Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James type game where, hey, listen, this and night they were unstoppable and I had 50 and we won. And now you need a couple of those games out of Harden. And he's just getting a little bit too passive. And it's not awful because it's not like he's playing terribly, scoring 10 points. I mean, but you need your best player sometimes to take that selfishness and say, all right, this is how we're going to win tonight and this is how I'm going to lead. And now to the Rockets eat the next couple of games. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresco? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, more from the bubble in Orlando. What's next for the Bucks? What's next for my Heat? And can the Rockets actually turn around and make this a series again? Keep it right here, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. We'll be going to the bubble in a few minutes, catching up with Dan Wojcicki, L.A. Times NBA insider, covering all the action right now. We just watched the Rockets lose to the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers take this game over. We got playoff Rondo. It's 112-102. We talk Your about teams, Rockets. My Rockets. But that's okay because it's my heat. So it's all right. My, I picked the Heat to go to the finals. I don't know if you know that. But I, I picked know. the Heat to yeah, go to the no, finals. There's got to be balance in the force. I know that. Yeah, so if I pick the Rockets and they don't make it, that's okay because I'll, I'll just put all the attention on the Heat. It's all right. Sure. Um, but you know, with all the things we saw tonight, Mike, and, and we'll have more on the Lakers coming up in a couple of minutes, uh, Giannis and the Bucks going home again much earlier in the playoffs than we expected them to. And Giannis did not play tonight. He was ruled out with the injury uh, before Game 5, and it was a very plucky night by the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Don't call us plucky, dude. We don't know what it means. Uh, and, they look, they, they did the best they could under the circumstances. They didn't roll over and go home. They win Game 4, even though it's a game the Heat should have won, and they stay as close as they can until the Heat close it out in the final minutes and win by 9. So now, what's next for Giannis? There is not a star that's had a worse last week in the world than Giannis has. All right, he went from this is Giannis's time. Look, they had a tough game the first game against Orlando, but they went they they straightened up and beat them the next four straight. Here's Giannis's time. He's going to get to the NBA Finals. Can he win it all? That's going to be the question. But getting to the finals is the next step for Giannis, just like it was for Kevin Durant, like it was for LeBron, like it is for everybody. And then the Bucks go home. And in a week, it's gone from they better give him the MVP now before they want to take it away from him. Because as bad as it's been for Giannis, and we've talked about him, that he's kind of like Peyton Manning in that he has the one level of gameplay, which is an excellent level. But in the playoffs, he doesn't have that next level to get to. And when teams change and peak and hit a next level that they didn't have previously, Giannis hasn't found a way to respond. That Look, that's why Peyton Manning's record in the playoffs was 500 because he played and practiced for week six like he did for the AFC Championship game. But other teams all take that next step in the playoffs and there's nowhere to go when you play at that top level. Giannis did not figure out and still hasn't figured out how do I adapt when things change in the playoffs? And that's what's going on with Giannis and that's a very big deal. And for Giannis... 
he's going to take a look in this next offseason is going to be a lot like it was for Kevin Durant a couple years ago, LeBron before that, where here's a guy entering his walk year. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? And he's going to see that like LeBron did when he left Cleveland, I got to go someplace to win a championship because now everything is my fault. We're not winning and it's my fault. And he's going to get all the blame. Giannis is not good enough. Giannis is now a number two. Giannis is not good enough. LeBron left to go win championships to check that box off his resume. Kevin Durant said, you know what? I got to I got to win championships to check that box off my resume. LeBron said it was easier for me to leave and go to Miami than it was to get the guys to come to Cleveland. Kevin Durant knew it was easier to go join somewhere else than right. find a team and have everybody else come with him. So he goes and joins the Warriors already made. LeBron went and joined the Heat ready made and started a whole new uh strategy in the NBA, Giannis is going to feel the same way. I got to go someplace where I can go win a couple of championships and my legacy can be secure and then I can do whatever I want to over the rest of my career. But he's going to feel that pressure and it's going to be a way that he's going to feel I have to go because you're not going to be able to lure people to Milwaukee to try to say, okay, now is the shooter I need. Now there's this player I need. He's going to wind up having to go and next year is going to be that whole big everybody line up for Giannis year as he plays out his final year well especially if you don't have summer fest to fall back on look i can take you on the river and we can have fun yeah. joining us now on the hotline from the bubble in orlando la times nba insider extraordinaire with all new walk-up music unless he's hung up on us could be did dan, Wo- did dan woike hear joyride and hung up on us i mean did you really I mean, I know that we changed the walk-up music on him because he's normally a Pearl Jam guy. We played some Joyride last week. We had a great conversation about the best of rock set, and now he's hung up on us. Was he calling from the TARDIS? I mean, uh, that sounded like there was a big dial tone going on there, too, like he was maybe. finding an old-school uh, rotary he uh, been. But I, phone know, booth I, there. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think maybe hear Joyride and say, yeah, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going to be on the show anymore. I mean, I like Joyride. That was last week. Now, now I'm done. I'm on to something else. That he's moved on? Well, <laughs> but, you know, but, but we'll, we'll get Dan back. But that's the whole thing about Giannis is that is he going to say, I'm comfortable in Milwaukee, I'm going to stay here and play? And even if he does, other, other players are not going to go there and say, all right, you know, that next level superstar you need. Because as nice as Chris Middleton is, Chris Middleton is a really good player. Is he enough with Giannis to play, play a different enough game where you can win a championship? The Bucks have been deep. They've been good the last couple of years. You can't tell me they're supporting cast because they beat the Heat without him in, in a game in which they could have rolled over and walked away, and they gave him as tough a run as they could here in Game 5. So you can't tell me, ah, the supporting cast isn't quite what they need. I mean, I, I don't know how it points to Giannis to stay in Milwaukee when he sees the path that has been trod by LeBron, by Kevin Durant, said, well, that's how they did it, and these guys have multiple championships now, and look how they're looked at. All everybody looks at me and says is, yeah, they want to take the MVP away from me, and I'm not that guy anymore. I, I don't know how he stays. And and, and it's going to be one of those, everybody line up and go through the whole year. Where does Giannis end up? And I'll tell you, Giannis will go to a team that's ready-made to win. He's not going to go someplace where it's going to be, oh, hey, well, he's going to start things over, Knicks. You know, and, and, we, and we're going to get this guy to come with me and this guy to come. No, he will join a team that seems ready-made to win that's just a Giannis away from, boy, now you're adding a guy this good, and then it's a couple of championships over a three or four or five-year span. I like that. Just a Giannis away. Uh, he had a conversation with Chris Haynes. We'll get to that. But let's go out to the hotline. Let's go to the bubble. We now do have Dan Wojcicki back. We got Joyride, and we have Dan. What's happening, my friend? Guys, 
the sweet sounds of Roxette, the beautiful man-made lakes of Orlando, Florida, um, the late nights, the 170% humidity. It's really, how could it get better? <laughs> we thought you had hung oh, up on us because you I'm heard sorry. Roxette. <laughs> I'm sorry. The restrictive rules where I'm standing at a bridge that I, I'm not allowed to cross. Um, that too. Okay. Sorry about that. And the potential for an alligator attack at any moment. Otherwise. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Otherwise, hello. Uh, Hi, before <laughs> before we get to the Lakers, we were talking about Giannis and what's next for him yeah. following this defeat. You know what? What do you see is next? Because I talked about I talked about how I think next year is going to be that that uh, luring year of where do I need to go? And he's seen what LeBron and KD did to go someplace to win championships because it's all because you know LeBron and KD didn't like when it was their fault they weren't winning when they were superstars it was great but now it's your fault. Let me go mm-hmm. somewhere. What do you see happening with Giannis now? Well, I mean, I think the first step, right, is the Bucks. I think, explore trying to bring more help to Milwaukee. Um, I think now whether that means looking at their team and saying, you know, thanks, Mike Budenholzer, you've led us to the best record in the NBA two years in a row, but, you know, maybe you're not a 16-game playoff coach to, to kind of use a dream on greenism. Um, maybe it's that. Maybe it's – I mean, I don't think that would change much. But I, but I do think that, like, you know, do they call on Chris Paul? Um, which is something that I had heard um, in the immediate aftermath of the, the the Russell Westbrook trade. And then obviously the Thunder kind of moved slowly on that and became a legitimate team. But, you know, it seems like with the Billy Donovan news today that a roster rebuild is going to happen in more earnest in Oklahoma City. And, you know, um, maybe it's adding a, a, an all-star level player to, to, that, to that roster. And look, it's complicated financially. But these things can get done. Ask the Miami Heat, um, who were in a complicated financial situation, and were able to get Jimmy Butler. So I, I think, I, I think that's a place to start. And, and and look, he could sign the supermax too. Like that, that that is a possibility. Um, you know, he's spoken a lot about loyalty. This is somebody. The, the the stuff that we know about him is that loyalty means a ton. Family means a ton to him. And, you know, his time in Milwaukee has made him a superstar. He is treated incredibly well by that organization. That organization has done um, nothing wrong, really, ultimately, other than produce multiple titles, you know. Um, and, and so if he leaves, that's obviously the chase. And, and then it becomes sort of where where does that chase happen? I, I, I will say I, I do kind of disagree with the premise that it has to be ready-made um, because, look, if we know anything about the last few off-seasons, uh, player movement doesn't happen always in solo form either, right? That if you're in a situation where you can find someone to pair up with, you, you, can, go, you can go make a, a, a team a contender really quickly. Look at that. Now, we, we had talked about that a little bit uh, last week with Budenholzer. So that, that's kind of interesting, furthering that discussion, and we'll, we'll see what, what happens there. But they, they limp off as uh, Jason's heat. His heat, my uh, heat, advance. If you if you want to throw him some rose petals and make him feel good about himself from what you saw from the heat side of things. I mean, super aggressive. Didn't play particularly well today. Um, this game was incredibly physical, uh, like really, really physical. And, and I think um, you know Miami showed their toughness, which shouldn't be any real surprise, right? Like you know you have Pat Riley in the stands, uh, you have Spo on the sideline, Jimmy Butler. Um, snarling at everybody, um, you know the, the big the, the big takeaway today obviously was you know Tyler Hero 
Um, some really, really good minutes. Uh, you know, in game four, even though they lost, it was Duncan Robinson. Um, they, they just have a lot of guys, um, you know, who can contribute. And, and I think on, on the on its face, you look at that team and say, well, does it really have sort of championship depth? depth? But they've got wings who can defend. They've got guys who can shoot three-pointers. Um, and they've got a tremendous coach. And uh, it rhymes. I hate it. And a tremendous approach. I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> but, I did that earlier. I did that earlier, Dan, and Jason uh, mocked me. So, yeah, for the same thing, I stopped myself and said, wait, I have to rhyme this. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah I, I just threw up a little bit into my mask, so I'm going to report that symptom Just be now. careful. The, the gators yeah. might uh, smell that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I think, you know, I, I, I think that's – I mean, they're they're really good. When you talk to people and you try to figure out who the best team is here, which has been kind of a fun conversation because at times everybody's been pretty crummy lately um, and laid kind of a sinker down. Um, there, people do not hesitate to say the Heat, um, and I, I think I, I'm not quite there yet. I still think obviously the Lakers and the Clippers are both better teams, but Miami's played more consistently, that's for sure, and, and they've done so. Um, you know, against the best competition they possibly could have. You know, they were in the 4-5 game, right? Now, obviously, Indiana wasn't at full strength, but that's a tough seeding matchup. And here they were against the top seed. And that was a five-game series that really could have been a sweep. And and it might have only still been a five-game series, even if Giannis hadn't gotten hurt. Um, So they're they're playing really well. They, 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 They seem, you know, as Jimmy Butler would say, built for this. Dan Wojcicki, our guest, L.A. Times NBA insider here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon with you. All right, now let's get to the Lakers and the Rockets here. But before we get to the the real ins and outs, I got to say how entertaining the final sequence of the game was in which Anthony Davis didn't want to get the turnover and the shot clock violation at the end. Kyle Kuzma can tell walking past half court, okay, there's a time differential. I'm going to walk back to the other side of half court so you can't pass me the ball. Rajon Rondo walks by him with like three seconds left and he gives him a no like, dude, you're not giving me the ball, man. I just got 21 and 9 in 30 minutes. And so he just decides I'm going to pass it to KCP instead so he gets the turnover at the end. That was just so odd. Even in the playoffs, players really care about that turnover at the end it, of the game. It, it, it's funny because it was watching uh, the game, you know, and seeing the clock. I, I, I wrote off the Bucks game and had made it back to the hotel. Uh, watching it on TV, seeing the clock, you know, next to the shot clock, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, boy. It's like two-tenths of a second off, right? Like someone's getting that turnover. <laughs> and, and, and here's what I propose. I, I thought about this, and it's, it's more, I think, a matter of what's your preference. Now, what AD should have done, I think the most sportsman thing he could have done is he could have ran towards the basket, right? And then with right before that shot clock comes off, he just needs to throw the ball off the rim as hard as he can. And see, so you take the missed field goal, which over the course of the aggregate is less, def- less problematic to your overall statistics, instead of the turnover, which I think stands out more. That's what he should have done. Um, but I do like the hand grenade. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things that, like, there was, a, there was a play earlier in the bubble where a guy with, like, a second left just held the ball and, like, didn't heave. And it's, like, the same thing, right, where it's, like, you got to protect that three-point field goal percentage. And it's, like, man, it's the playoffs. Just shoot. <laughs> like, what if it goes – like, just because it's probably not going to go in, that doesn't mean you don't shoot. Like, it, you know – you're at like one of those golf tournaments where like that's why they give away cars and if you get a hole in one, right? Like it's like it's probably not gonna happen, but it might and that's why they buy insurance. 
So it's like sort of like maybe, maybe, maybe you know, maybe maybe take the club out of your bag and swing every once in a while. So now we have to go back into all our playoff Rondo narratives. Is that, is that all the, the Laker fans that didn't want him to, to check in at all yeah. are now happy again? <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty funny. You know, look, I think I'll say this. Like, over the course of a playoff run, over the course of a title run, um, you need uh, veteran role players periodically to do stuff like this. And it doesn't always have to be that dramatic, right? Like, that was obviously like an outer body type like really really vin- that's not even like vintage rondo because like that's when you know when does rondo just like stepping in and making four threes like that's <laughs> not really i mean that's new rondo um bubble rondo but i think um you, you know what it is is uh <clears throat> is you've got this veteran player on a night when it was a close game the type of game that maybe it's a whistle somewhere down the line maybe it's another play a 50 50 ball or something like that that could have decided the game and Rondo opened it up and essentially won the Lakers for them. Like, obviously, LeBron was amazing in the first half. Um, they're not in that position if, if LeBron doesn't have that first half. Uh, but I, I think during that run, you're going to need these guys to do it every so often. You don't need it all the time, obviously. You don't need this from Rondo, hopefully, again, in the series even, right? Like, the, the sort of the thing what the Lakers are trying to do, and it, it's difficult, but if you can pull it off, I think it, it can be done. It's sort of like, you know, you, you know you're going to count on LeBron. You know you're going to count on AD. And then it, it's just going to have to be someone else. We, do, we don't have to – we don't have it – it doesn't always have to be Kyle Kuzma. It doesn't always have to be KCP or JaVale McGee or whoever it's going to be, Rajon Rondo, um, you know, or Alex Caruso. It's just going it, to be one of those guys. Or some nights it might be a combination of two. Um, you, you know, but it's just going to have to be somebody who steps up. And, and tonight, you know, it's the you know playoff Rondo, I guess. Um, you know, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's a whole lot of narrative, that's for sure. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at Dan Wojcik Sports. That is at Dan Wojcik Sports, LA Times NBA Insider from the bubble in Orlando. Dan, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll probably talk to you later on this week. All right, sounds good, guys. Be good. Be safe, right. buddy. Great stuff from Dan Wojcik. There's your idea. Take the missed field goal instead of the turnover. I, I dig that idea. Yeah, I think in the end, for the box score purposes, it's uh, it's a team turnover. But you know what? You play hot potato. No, I don't want it. You get it. Take it. Or throw it at the referee. <laughs> no, no, no. See what they do. I got that turnover the last game. You take the turnover right. now. I'll, I'll take it once every few games. You take, I'll take one for one, the but team. I'm not there. Jason Smith here with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, We have more NBA coming up, but why this is a really big week, not just because football is back, but football brings us something, and it's one word that every single one of us across the country and across the globe craves as we continue to fight every day against COVID-19 and the closures and the slow reopenings. There's one word that football is bringing us that no other sport is. We'll have that coming up next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And uh, we'll have more on the NBA coming up in a few minutes. Oh, boy. 
Do I have to tell you, you're not going to believe what James Harden is talking about right now <laughs> in the Rockets postgame press conference. Um, but, look, today is, is a big day, and this week is a big week in sports, obviously because we know we are on NFL Eve's Eve, right, which is amazing. We've got here after COVID-19, everything else. The NFL is going to start Thursday night. We're talking about games and players and fantasy, and week one is Sunday, and, and it's, it's here, and we knew it was coming. Albeit with less buzz because of the fact there's no preseason games. Even though there's no games, you can't really tell uh, you know, how good a team is going to be because of preseason. Sure. It still stokes the excitement because you get to see how your draft picks are playing. You get to feel good about your team. It, you know, as long as everybody stays healthy, it doesn't matter. And, you know, but so it's been a bit of a slow build, but it's going to hit right at once with suddenly here's a football game on Thursday. Here's the defending champs on Thursday night, you know, a full week one on Sunday. But why this is such a big week is that even though we have the NBA right now, we have Major League Baseball playing, we have the NHL playing, MLS is playing. We need one thing and we crave one thing more than anything else as we continue to battle COVID-19. And, and that's what the one word is normalcy. If you ask anybody what they want, hey, as we battle COVID-19, other than staying healthy, obviously, hey, what's the one thing you want? You'd say, I want some normalcy. I want to be able to go to the market without having to worry about having a mask and staying away from people. I want to be able to go to the movies. I want to be able to go out for dinner and be able to sit in a restaurant and not have to worry about things. I want to be able to hug people that I see. Uh, you know, I want to be able to, I want just some, some sort of normalcy of what I had before. And we all want that. And what the NFL is giving us is that normalcy. All right, we had, we're going to have the first big weekend of college football, too, with some of the big teams playing. And the NFL is here, the right spot in the calendar where it's always been. Right after Labor Day, we have the first game, the first week one. And I'm not saying it's going to buy off all our ills that we're suddenly going to be, okay, everything's back to normal. But it's going gonna, it's gonna, to ease off a bit on the gas pedal of anxiety where it's okay you know what at least now there's a little bit of normalcy going on because as much as fun as this with the playoffs and everything else going on it's weird we shouldn't be having the nba playoffs right now this is not the kind of mlb season we should be having but the nfl is back and it's at its normal time and this is what we crave we crave that normalcy and some you know teams are going to have fans in attendance and i got to think by week three as long as things go okay every team is going to have fans in attendance that's kind of how it's going to go and it's going to look as close to normal as possible. And that's going to be a big thing because we all need that right now. And the NFL is going to give that to us over the course of the next five to seven days. Yeah, I think you point to the idea of, hey, it's September and the NBA is still playing. doesn't make sense. Major League Baseball with the sprint, some people are more engaged. Some are, are bailed on it. Uh, some of the format exchanges left uh, people scratching their heads. The seven-inning doubleheaders, whatever the reason is, you know, in, in certain cities, it's there's a buzz, right? San Diego, your Padres, my White Sox, the the Dodgers running roughshod over people once again. All of those things. The Yankees flailing. There's some great storylines, but. We've watched the calendar just get blown up, all the holidays, right? This didn't feel like Labor Day weekend. It was another Monday. Mm-hmm. Just really hot here in Southern California. And obviously, good thoughts to everybody uh, battling the fires, those on the front lines, those who have been, been displaced. A lot, of, a lot of stuff going on here, turmoil in Southern California. But 
football is starting when it's supposed to. Labor Day has passed. You've had some college games. We've celebrated Central Arkansas, uh, and and now we move forward. We watched a couple of blowouts uh, last night, and and now we move to bigger slate. And with the NFL starting, you get in your normal cycle too because as soon as you're finished with that game, you know what you're doing? You're breaking it down, and you're getting ready for the next opponent. So you for the next 17 to 20 weeks, nice normal run across America. Look, and even in college football, you have six top 25, seven top 25 teams mm-hmm. playing this weekend, including number one Clemson, right? So, you, you know, it, it's going to be that, okay, now I'm waking up and there's college football on Saturday. Is it going to look a little weird? Yes, uh, because this will be most people's first chance watching college football. Because as sure. much fun as it was last week to see it out there, granted, they're not the big teams and people aren't watching. And, and you, know, B, you know, BYU beat Navy by 100 in the first quarter last night. So that was, you know, it was You not tuned out of that one pretty in. fast. But yeah, but you have you have Clemson and Texas and Oklahoma mm-hmm. and Notre Dame all playing. You know, you have you have all you you got a, you got a, it's going to be a big Saturday into a big Sunday. And if last weekend of Labor Day was, hey, it's another weekend where everybody went out and hopefully we don't get a big COVID nineteen spike. I think this is going to be that weekend where everybody stays in because everybody's been waiting for these days. We have big games on Saturday to watch. We have a big thing on Sunday to watch, and and now our our we're going to have a normal Saturday Sunday in our lives here at least when it comes to sports, and that's going to really cut the anxiety back for a lot of people. I, I got a feeling. NFL is yeah. here for you. It's here yeah, for all get of those it. fantasy drafts finished, people. <laughs> uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Coming up next, why the Lakers are going to be feeling great after tonight, why the Rockets aren't, and what James Harden needs to do if he wants to get the Rockets really into this series. All that more coming up next right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.